Welcome to the Romani Tea Room, a podcast series by the European Roma Rights Centre, talking about Romani activism, history and culture. So pour yourself a cup of tea, pull up a chair and join us. The names of some of the following people in this podcast have been changed. The rest of the facts are real. March 2020, North Macedonia. 37-year-old Anna, a nine-month pregnant Romani woman, is left abandoned outside the emergency room doors at a hospital in Skopje. She remains there in a serious condition for hours without treatment. Eventually, medical personnel come out and finally take her into the emergency unit. She has sepsis. The doctors take her for surgery, but her health complications are so severe that neither she nor her baby survive. Anna was from poor Romani family in Ohrid. Earlier that day, paramedics had transported her from Ohrid Gynecological Clinic for emergency care in Skopje. Now it was too late, at least six hours too late to be precise. This is the amount of time which is spent by the door of the hospital waiting for her COVID-19 test results to come back. The Ministry of Health later confirmed that her results came back negative. Anna urgently needed help. She had extreme pain and was already showing signs of infection in the days leading up to her death, but was denied treatment and sent home several times. Even after her waters broke and she complained of terrible, abnormal pain, she was made to wait for three days until the gynecologist in Ohrid accepted her. Jonathan Lee from the ERC described how this tragic incident was allowed to happen. Whilst we can only comment on some of the details at the moment, in this case there are very clear signs of negligence caused by institutional racism at several stages leading up to the death of this woman. The first is the doctors repeatedly refusing to treat her at the gynecological clinic. Uh, despite the severe pain, bleeding and signs of infection she was showing, she was told on more than one occasion that she wasn't dilated enough to deliver her baby. But this was irrelevant considering the obvious problems she had, which required immediate treatment. It's also unclear exactly when her baby died. When she was examined by the doctor in Ocrid before leaving for Skopje, Her child was still alive, although in danger. The baby may well have died before arriving at the hospital, but because she was left untreated for more than six hours outside the doors, the baby could easily have died during this time because of their negligence. And, you know, I understand that uh, these are extraordinary times in which we find ourselves. Uh, precautions need to be taken related to COVID-19, and there are going to be mistakes. However, this does not excuse the negligence and the institutional racism which have led to the death of this 37-year-old Romani woman and her unborn child. Uh, a family friend, uh, a neighbor of the woman, she was the one who took her to the clinic in Ocrid. She said to the ERC that she had heard the staff at the clinic commenting that the Romani woman smelled bad. Um, she said she'd actually seen them laughing and joking when they told her she was not ready for delivery and sent her home. This woman died not just because of the pandemic and because of emergency measures. She died because this special situation coincided with her being Roma and her being poor. The intersection between her skin color 
her gender and her class meant she was treated unequally by a system that institutionally discriminates against people who look like her. Her tragic death illustrates exactly how this coronavirus pandemic has made inequalities, which already existed, much worse for Roma. The cause of death is just as much racism as it is negligence. Anna's death is one of the main incidents of human rights violations against Roma, which are detailed in the ERRC's brand new report, Roma Rights in the Time of Covid. The report shows how Romani communities were being brutalized by racist police officers, forcefully evicted from their homes, denied equal access to health care, and left out of the emergency policy making in response of the pandemic. The ERC's president, Georgi Ivanovich, says that these actions show authorities acting with a sense of impunity towards Roma. When it comes to police and authorities, I'm afraid that what they done during the COVID lockdown would probably be their official policy in treating Roma if no one would sort of watching them. For me, the most important question here is how we treat those that are most vulnerable when we have an extraordinary anxious situation. And we have seen so many examples of selfishness during the COVID lockdown that goes beyond someone could imagine. But the most concerning issue is lack of empathy and solidarity with Roma that we have seen during this period. And this is something that is deeply disturbing. April 2020, Kyiv, Ukraine. A Romani family of four was attacked in the early hours of the April 29th by two young men using tear gas. The men drove the family from their tent before attacking the father of the family and setting fire to their belongings. The camp was home of Angela and Ruslan, who were expecting a baby. According to the volunteer community worker who regularly brought the family food, Angela pleaded the attackers not to use the tear gas on her as she was pregnant. They replied, a woman such as you should be raped, and began beating her husband Ruslan, causing the rest of the family to run outside and call for help. The attackers then set the fire to the tent, destroying most of the family's belongings in the blaze, including their identification documents. No one knows where Angela and Ruslan went, as they escaped the area immediately. What did the police do about it? Well, it turns out nothing so far. Vivian Brasho, a lawyer at the European Roma Rights Center, tells us more. Uh, the police are not investigating this incident which occurred on Velika Kitaevska street uh, because they don't have a victim who is making a complaint, but in reality they should initiate a prosecution ex officio. Based on reports from January to December 2019, um, Ukraine's Prosecutor General's Office registered 184 criminal offenses committed on the grounds of racial, national or religious intolerance, but 45 cases were closed without a trial. According to the statistics of the Ukrainian courts, um, in 2019, nine court proceedings were initiated under Article 161 of the Criminal Code, which is currently the only way to account for hate motives in sentencing. So in these nine court proceedings, only 10 persons had had been put on trial. And by 
the end of the year, by the end of 2019, only four of them were convicted in four cases, while the other cases are still being examined. This was not the only incident of the police officers neglecting the rights of Roma during the lockdown. The RRC documented numerous cases of police brutality against Romani women, men and even children during COVID pandemics. April 2020, Slovakia. Five Romani children were beaten by a police officer at a checkpoint to their quarantined neighborhood. Four girls and a boy, aged between 7 and 11, had gone to the edge of their quarantined hometown just to collect wood and play. The police officer took them into a tunnel and beat them with a truncheon. When the children tried to run away, he threatened to shoot them. Later, their injuries were treated by a police doctor at a checkpoint and the case is being investigated by the Interior Ministry's Office of Inspection Services. This is what Marek Balash, Human Rights Monitoring Coordinator at the ERC, says. Slovakia has a notorious record of police violence against Roma and the inability of the police inspectorate to conduct a proper investigation. This has been recently confirmed by the European Court of Human Rights judgment in the Moldovan Adbotvo raid, where the investigation was a complete fiasco. The beating of Romani children in Krompachy will be a test for the police inspectorate to prove that it can deliver on the promise of justice for Roma. Personally, I remain rather skeptical of the inspectorate's ability to become an effective remedy tool for Roma in Slovakia. Despite the new government in place, the leadership of the police inspectorate has not been replaced, and I do not think that the current inspectorate's leadership will change its ethos towards Roma, as they prove beyond a reasonable doubt that justice for Roma is simply not their concern. I would abstain from claiming that all of the police brutality cases go without proper investigation. At the same time, there is a clear evidence across Europe that the vast majority of these incidents have a common pattern of inadequate and delayed investigation of these incidents by relevant national authorities, treating Roma as second-class citizens during the investigation and closing eyes on clear evidence. For instance, three years ago, ERC has provided clear video evidence of the police attack on Roma in Zborov, Slovakia, and until today, no justice has been served to the attack people. In the same month, several videos of extreme police brutality served on social media from Romania, where only last year the European Court of Human Rights referred to the law enforcement in a judgment as institutionally racist. One video filmed on a phone by a witness, the police were seen beating and abusing Roma, whipping their bare feet as they lay face down in dirt with their hands bound behind their backs. This happened during the Covid curfew after police noticed them having the barbecue outside their home and playing music. <laughs> Eight Romani men and one 13-year-old boy were beaten for about 30 minutes and threatened with repercussion if they made any complaints. One police officer can be heard in the video footage using racial slurs and telling the person filming the violence that it won't make a difference. In total, the RRC recorded nine cases of police brutality or harassment in Romania, four in Serbia, three in Slovakia, two in Bulgaria and two in Turkey. 
These incidents all represent the number of cases where witnesses were brave enough to speak out or film the misconduct. Because in every incident where police harass or brutalize vulnerable Roma, witnesses were threatened and told not to report it. We can assume that there are most certainly many more cases which went unreported during the lockdown period. The RSS president, Georgi Ivanovich, says that these cases will have far-reaching consequences on the lives of these people. I can't stop thinking of Romani children who, apart from all anxiety that everyone had because of the COVID, had to deal with being victims or witnesses of police brutality, evictions, and other racist targetings against them and their families. I can't imagine what sort of trauma they will be left with. And I don't know if anyone is planning to do anything about this huge problem. Just as the virus has its symptoms, these human rights violations are the symptoms of discrimination in society. And their effects are not going away anytime soon. You are listening to the Roman Tea Room. Stay tuned for the next episode.